All right, this is episode number 44 of the Bearded Marketers Podcast, the only internet marketing podcast that matters. Catch new episodes every Monday morning at thebeardedmarketers.com slash podcast. And of course, we are also on iTunes like every other podcast. I'm Rob. And I'm Corey. Got a long line of things to talk about tonight. But before we get started, what are you drinking? Uh, tonight, I'm doing Old Faithful, Johnny Walker Black. We got a little stint of some cold air, so Oof, yeah, have to warm up somehow. Did have some coffee before. I'm being boring. Yeah, I did have some coffee before as well. I'm being boring, though, just Jack and Coke. What was in your coffee, though? Butter. Ready to blow people's minds. What was <laughs> butter, that again? Butter. Oh, in your faces, everybody. You grass, don't know us. Grass-fed butter. Look it up. <clears throat> what is it called? Bulletproof? I think Something? True yeah. Bulletproof has coconut oil in there. We, we didn't go full yeah, on yeah, out. we're not crazy. But yeah, a little bit of butter. You'd be surprised. I think what helps it is the salt. Mm-hmm. Kind of take some of the bitterness out of coffee. Anyways, try it out this week. Expand your horizons. It's a new year, new experiences. Do it. So for this episode number 44, we got an interesting lineup of topics as always. But if you have ideas for topics, maybe just something that's burning in your mind to know in your mind's eye about internet marketing or just online business in general, give us a call 904-270-9603. Rob has a special phone dedicated just to the There's a red markers. phone in my pocket, always. At all times. Direct it has a line. Hello Kitty case over it, and it doesn't matter what Some he's... Some people don't steal it. <laughs> doesn't matter what he's doing if he gets a call on the line. Sorry, I got a yeah. call on the red phone. Step out of any, any meeting. So give us a call, give us some topics to discuss. But tonight, we're going to start it off with, what are some interesting trends that we're seeing the end of 2013 going into 14 on how search engines are contributing to online businesses. What are we seeing trend-wise and what do we need to maybe adapt as businesses? Facebook losing users, perhaps an exodus that has been going on for a while. So what does that change for us and how we need to target people? Strategy versus tactics. And that's all I'm going to say about that one. Leave a little bit of mystery until yeah, we get to as that always, one. Yeah. Yes. So kicking things off, search engines in 2014. Maybe the state of the union for <laughs> search engines. But what actually prompted this discussion was Experian did an interesting study partnering with many of the e-commerce retailers and gathering information over the latest holiday traffic period. So this Experian study actually involved all of the top 500 retailer websites that are part of the Hitwise conglomerate and that use their services. So it's going to be a huge sample of sites. And what they were interested and looking at, because this is not the first year they've actually posted this, is looking at what are the channels of traffic that are sending users to businesses and trying to understand when we look as marketing managers and business owners where we need to put our dollars worth to get bang for the buck, what are actually contributing to sending us those ever so valuable customers. What was interesting this year was are you ready for this? Buckle up. No, I'm not. Forty percent of all visitors are sent by search engines directly to sites, which actually I probably would have. So is that this be. year or last year? I'm sorry. That is this year. Okay. What is very interesting, though, is that is actually a thirteen percent decrease in the amount mm. that they are sending to businesses. So even though we might have vernacular now that's in our everyday vocabulary of googling something. People are now finding other channels to get people to their sites, whether that be some of the ones that we're going to be talking about in a second here, or maybe even some more creative ones that they don't even have in this survey. Right. 
What saw increases this year were shopping and classified sites, so things like comparison engines, deal sites, things like that that have become really, really Tell me not massive. Massive. Rob knows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember when they were nothing. Now, social networking and forums saw a 40% increase. Now, that is a massive, massive number. Now, again, when we're talking about a 40% increase, this is actually only still 5 to 8% of the total traffic getting sent to sites. So it's not okay. a huge number of the traffic, but it is interesting to see that it's growing that much when we might be talking about a little later on is Facebook losing members, these social networks and forums are starting to gain more and more traction and something to definitely pay attention to. And I don't think that's necessarily a fit for all businesses, but it would be interesting to see out of that collection of sites that they've grouped, forums and social media. That's a weird grouping to me in my mind. Well, I guess they maybe see as forums <clears throat> as like social interaction, so let's yeah. lump those together. But there could be a lot in either one of those realms, and to kind of lump them together is interesting. Mm. But it would be fascinating to see out of that grouping which one is actually driving that. Are they growing together? Because I feel like forums cater usually to a very particular group of people. Yeah, absolutely. And forum communities, whereas social media... I feel like in the last couple of years, especially, has really diversified out. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, it's no longer just Facebook and Twitter, but, you know, Instagram has become huge. What would be interesting to me, I think specifically that grouping, is what's the difference between the natural traffic and the paid traffic, right? So I'm getting and a the ton search of search engines? Well, like from the social media oh, okay. sites I'm getting. And like, is it because I'm buying a ton of Facebook ads now, or is it because people are talking about my brand and or clicking my posts or whatever gotcha. it is? You'd be curious to see that mix there, especially mm-hmm. as social networks have gotten much better at integrating ads and getting people on board and the self-serve right. platforms and all of those things. So, the last one we're going to cover because it's near and dear to our hearts because we talk about it quite a bit is email services saw a 44% increase of sending users directly to retailers websites Mm. so again we're kind of it's very similar actually to social in about the five to eight percent range but to see that much growth is huge and i think maybe that is due in part because more and more people are getting more ingrained with using email on a regular regular basis and checking it because i feel like it wasn't that long ago when i would talk to some of my friends that were my age, but not into internet marketing and things like that. I was shocked how many people had email addresses, but checked it like once a week. Yeah. Perhaps we've gotten to a point where that maybe is no longer the case. But there also, I did notice in particular in this holiday, email promotions were really on fire mm-hmm. and just really competitive. Well, I think there's been a huge proliferation of easy to use, out of the box, wonderful tracking built in, MailChimp, ESP mm-hmm. type things where it's so easy now for a company to just plug in get so much insight, be able to segment very well and target their campaigns very well and see a lot of action from that. Back to this sort of survey slash benchmark, whatever this is, this is for visits, right? So this is like referral traffic, essentially, to businesses' websites. Okay, so I would be really curious to see what the mix is between sales and traffic. Obviously, I don't think they would have access to that information, but right. I think well, there's so many big, ways you can like... thing missing with that to yeah. me. It's like, so what if that sent me traffic? Yeah. If I'm interested in understanding what my marketing mix needs to be, mm-hmm. then who cares if it's a lot of visitors if they're converting like crap? Yeah, I feel like there's so many different ways you could slice this and interpret all of these different data points. I think maybe the one may be that 
you could almost gut interpretation of this be that, okay, fewer people are Googling during the holidays and are instead going directly to Facebook, whatever it is, these forums, whatever. I think maybe the opposite may be true is that maybe people are getting better at Googling for certain things and looking for input. So I'm Googling for coupons now. And so the referral traffic would show in this report here as have coming from a forum or wherever it is I ended up. But Still, the first click was from Google. I'm just Googling different things now to get where I'm, I'm trying to go. Right. I'm but Googling I want to go for to a different I'm Googling outlet. for coupons. Mm-hmm. I'm Googling for top 10 reviews. I'm Googling for a lot of information first and then going over to those places. Yeah. People become more research heavy. And yeah, so and I they're... think a lot of those brands, uh, websites, forums are getting better and better and, and are becoming waypoints that mm-hmm. people would want to go to. The retail me nots. I mean, you know, go there first. To, to try to find a coupon before you buy something. So right. it's interesting Much to, to the see. chagrin of many <laughs> commerce companies. Yeah, exactly. Although brutally hard to get listed on Retail really? Me Not. Uh, true case story that we're going through right now <laughs> with some people. You got to pay a lot of money. You got to pay to play to get on that uh, side. It's yeah. not just like a sort of community homegrown thing where people list coupons and things like that. No, it's, it's pay to play on there. So anyway, so that's interesting. So transitioning this from talking about, you know, the channel distribution, you know, especially in terms of search engines losing so much traffic. How are the search engine results pages actually looking now? And how's Google handling a lot of different searches? Because I know that's been changing up a lot. What do you have for us on that? We were talking about this earlier. And I think as a new year, one of the things that we I would challenge people to reflect on is what are your focuses on with SEO? We talk about this a lot, but it is a huge part of a lot of people's business models online. At least in the near future, we don't see it going anywhere. So it makes sense to spend some time here. Over time, the search engine result page on really most of the large search engines, but particularly Google, have really changed. There's been a big shift in concentrating on local. There has been the advent of bringing in reviews into search engine results now. There's been the addition of bringing in social content authorship into search engine results page, particularly on Google, and all these other things that have kind of changed the landscape of results pages. I think that even though I still think that link building and some of the old tried and true SEO main pillars are still where you need to focus some of your time, your strategy does need to change up as this landscape has changed and challenging the people out there, what are you doing to take advantage of some of these things? Has there been some good strategy internally with your company on how do we handle reviews? Are we sending them to places that are approved by certain search engines that are going to be scraped up? Do we have good social meta tags on all of our content so we can take advantage of some of these social cues within our results pages that maybe a lot of our competitors still haven't done? It's Mm -hmm. shocking how many people have still not gotten on board with some of this authorship stuff. But when you look through some of the results for search terms, those results really do stand out. And it does put kind of a personality behind this kind of, I would argue in some cases, a very bland looking result page. I kind of wanted to challenge people, has your SEO tactics changed at all? Or maybe you leave that up to someone else. What are they doing different? Ask them. Yeah. And I think it, for a lot of companies, um, this sort of the changes and additions and all that you sort of briefly talked about before that Google has made and the lesser search engines who I won't even speak of um, to their search engines have really sort of, right. Well, I mean, they can actually change strategies for entire companies. So for example, those large review sites, well now 
Google's taking over a lot of that. I mean, with Google Plus and reviews on websites and places, I mean, are we going to even bother going to other places to get reviews or will we just get them straight from Google? So how does your business change now based on that? Or if you're one of those like Expedia's or Orbit's or whatever of the world, well, now Google has like flights built in too. I mean, right. if you Google a flight, it'll show you prices and, and list all that stuff out how's for you. How's your business model? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if you have business models that rely on those things, you need to stay up to date with how Google is, is changing its results pages um, and, and maybe think about how could Google maybe come after something that I'm doing, something that I'm relying on for traffic from Google. Is it a feature that they could maybe steal from me in the, in the next year, two, maybe three sort of long-term business plan for your company? You definitely have to think about those things. Because sure. if you do a search for, example, pizza restaurant, I mean, there is a ton of stuff on that results page. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are listings, reviews, pictures, maps. There's a ton recipes. I mean, that, that page has been taken over basically by Google. So how can that maybe happen to your business? And how do you prepare for that and, and look out and for it? take advantage of it where and potentially your, take com- advantage, your yeah. competitors just simply haven't gotten there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even in your pizza example, if I'm not a national chain, you might find yourself way ahead of the game by just doing some simple reading up on a topic, making some slight changes, directing some customers to do some reviews, and you might really see a noticeable amount of traffic increase from Mm -hmm. online channels. So absolutely. Moving right along, Facebook. Yeah. What have you done? (laughs) Well, so this is sort of... Why are people leaving? Right. So this is branching off. I mean, in your article, what was it? More traffic was coming from social networks during the holiday season to websites. it was 34% increase year over year. Right. Uh, But I'm sure as everyone who's listening out there right now in podcast land has heard recently that Facebook has lost a ton of users in the high school and college-aged demographics. They are, I think maybe the the big takeaway from this is that obviously those people are getting older, so they're not those aged anymore. The younger people coming in aren't using Facebook anymore. All these high school and college-aged kids, I think, what were the stats? Seven million um, college-aged kids less over the last three years. Uh, There are about five million fewer high um, school-aged users on Facebook over the last three years as well. But the 35-year-olds, 30-year-olds, I mean, they're at like record levels now. They're leaving eHarmony.com and coming to Facebook. <laughs> I, I Maybe. Hey, I don't know. <laughs> you know stories about this? You got a story you can no. tell us? But um, I do think uh, that they probably average vocabulary has gone up then as all the high schoolers. Have you read are, some of Are leaving. Stuff? Yeah. I, wow. Well, actually, yeah, because it's more acceptable on the Twitters and the Instagrams of the world. What did you just write? I feel like an old crotchety man. Yeah, well, they they use now all the emojis too in them and mm. slashes, and I don't even know what the hell's going on. I, I can't even get have, off my lawn. <laughs> I have like teenage cousins. I can't even read what they post to their Twitter accounts. <laughs> anyway, so I think it points to larger trends, which is you know not just in terms of what is Facebook doing and why are all these people leaving and how does that change my advertising. Obviously, if I'm trying to target these young people, Facebook is not the place for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the places for that? I mean, obviously, Twitter is huge. Instagram with unique opportunities, you know, it's not like a self-serve platform on Instagram. You actually have to have some unique content that people want to pay attention to. Yeah, I think that that's kind of what's going to change, you know, as social media is ever evolving. Some of these social channels, you you don't, you can't just put up random ads Mm -hmm. and expect good results. Things like Instagram or Pinterest, 
which was kind of getting into our next topic, but the thought that goes into these types of campaigns definitely goes a notch above just normal advertising channels like you had on Facebook. So, But these types of campaigns on these channels are going to take a little bit more thought. It's a more creative just platform in general. And so going with the old and busted, maybe typical advertising routes that people like Facebook have and relied on are just not going to cut it anymore. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's sort of been the trend for a while now across a lot of networks, right? I mean, back in the day, it didn't matter how good your website was on Google AdWords. I mean, you just, if as long as you could pay for the traffic right. and it was converting, that was all that mattered. Well, now there's all these quality scores and certain types of websites that they don't allow. They don't even want your money if you have an affiliate website. I mean, that sort of applies to everything now. You know, Bing started doing that as well. Facebook's got a lot of quality guidelines. It's gotten to a point where if you don't put some effort and thought into your advertising campaigns, these companies don't want your advertising dollars. Right. Well, Because it's not a good experience for their users and ultimately catches flack and, and ends up being worse off for them than if they just make sure that they have good ads and their networks. As you move towards like we're talking about with Instagrams, I mean, man, you got to put a ton of thought into a campaign that's going to do well on some of these other platforms. It's not sort of like you were just saying, like in Facebook, hey, man, I can write like a thousand ads with Mm -hmm. some sort of software and just upload them and just see what sticks. Uh, You can't do that when it's like a real, (laughs) real ad campaign that you're trying to run somewhere else. It'll be interesting as Facebook kind of determines what their next steps are going to be. In the short term, they don't recover as marketers. I think, and this is, again, getting into our point later on, but we have to take a better strategy on what are we actually doing on these social channels, but what are we also doing differently? Yeah, It's not just enough to have a voice on social, but how do we take an understanding of how these channels work, how do these communities of people interact differently with us, and how can we best take advantage of that? But that might take us dusting off some cobwebs from the creative side of Mm -hmm. our brain and coming up with stuff that really pushes us into maybe an uncomfortable level or just unfamiliar territory, but it's going to require that if we're going to stay competitive. Yeah, yeah, and it's going to be hard for those guys, like you were saying, who are sort of having to dust off the cobwebs of the creative side uh, because I feel like for so long, the guys who did well in in internet marketing were the analysts. They were the data guys. They were the crunchers. They were the guys who wrote the scripts to, to pump out a ton of ads and just try anything and everything and see what works. That approach doesn't really work so much anymore with a lot of avenues. And it's going to be tough for the transition because so many of those people now, I mean, obviously are running marketing campaigns mm-hmm. and, and programs on a lot of companies. How do you transition from everything is about ROI and with online ad spends, it's immediate ROI. And that's what we expect. So how do you transition to, okay, now we got to invest a ton of money before we even know if this is even going to work. Yeah, the risk. And it's going to take three months to even know. And even then, we won't really know because it's more like a branding thing. <laughs> right. So it's just going to be a huge shift. And I think we're going to see that across the board. In terms of looping back, though, to sort of Facebook losing a ton of users, I think it just points to uh, maybe what we were touching on with Google losing users in terms of sending traffic to websites directly. So I think it's a splintering of it used to be Google and Facebook were the massive places you went online, right? Mm-hmm. Well, there's so many other good resources out there. And in terms of Facebook and social networks, and how many have blown up recently, and those people are coming from somewhere, right? right. So, I mean, they're not, I'm not on Facebook anymore because I'm on Pinterest now, or I'm not on Facebook because I'm on Instagram, or whatever it is. There's just that splintering of everything because it's so much easier to get 
good quality websites out there that people want to use. Right. Um, so it's interesting. You know, I think it's going to be a great next few years on the on the oh, internet. Yeah. I'm see excited. what happens. Yeah. All right. So wrapping things out, this is a little bit more on the theoretical side, but we love talking about the theoretical. And I alluded to it in the last segment in this new year of 2014, even though the polar vortex have come and gone and we've survived, some of us, that we evaluate ourselves in our online ventures in assessing, do we have a real strategy with what we're doing or are we just doing tactics or marking off checklists? And so what I mean by this is when you embark on something online to get more exposure for your business or to market to a new group of people, is there really a strategy behind that? Or are you just really doing that because you read this in the five best tips manual somewhere, or you're just following what someone else has said, but you haven't really taken the time to analyze how does this tactic drive my global strategy for our company? Global, worldwide. Because we're going to take it over. Yes. (laughs) As an example, and I think that a lot of people, including ourselves, are often guilty of this. Let's take social. Let's go back to that since we've been talking about that a lot tonight. As a company, is your strategy with social actually different depending on your channel? Or do you have a tactic of just posting up the same content to every individual social channel? And there's really not a strategy to engage those people any differently or craft your content, but it's just a automated action that you do. Mm -hmm. We created a new blog post. So here is our typical 140 character snippet and just blast that to every social outlet possible with no real thought to how does this look aesthetically between the different channels? How is the different demographics in those different channels, in my communities. So what we wanted to distill from that is to challenge all of us to think about when we are taking on any new campaign or any new action, really, are we really just going through the motions because we feel like we're supposed to Mm -hmm. or because someone else told us? Or does it really fit into a strategy that we've really fleshed out and are trying to win? Yeah. Like, again, quoting Charlie Sheen, are we winning with this strategy? <laughs> wow. How old is that? Five years? <laughs> yeah, coming maybe. Out the, coming out of the archives. <laughs> I, I think it's a good point, though, that, you know, a lot of people don't take into consideration. For example, us at the Bearded Marketers, I mean, we've dropped some of our social networks because we couldn't focus on them. We didn't feel like the communities were a good fit for us. We've decided to focus on, you know, two or three at once because it, that's where we're getting interaction and we can tailor our messaging and our interaction with our audiences on those different ones instead of like you said i mean everyone's got a hoot suite mm-hmm. <laughs> you know connected up to their five social accounts and just, just blasting blast. the same thing mm-hmm. out every day well yeah your little 100 mes- character message you know maybe works well on twitter but doesn't spark a conversation on google plus right. or no one cares about that on linkedin so why do that you have to tailor those messages to each different You're one just adding noise at that point. right not to mention that the posting formats are different Mm -hmm. among each one, right? So, I mean, I can attach a photo and it looks beautiful on Facebook, right? Or Google Plus. And it maybe doesn't, you can't do that on LinkedIn Mm -hmm. and or it's minified on Twitter. So there's all sorts of different strategies you can take. Maybe you only post your beautiful photos to Google Plus and Facebook and you leave that off Twitter and you just post little snippets on Twitter. I mean, all of these different strategies, I mean, I know we're getting a little tactical here, but, (laughs) you know, it's just part of the bigger plan of, 
just because you heard another tactic tip or whatever on something, don't go after it unless it fits in with your overall strategy um, and you have your brand. And, and what I see a lot with internet marketers is half-assing a lot of things Oh yeah. instead of whole-assing a couple things well, and that, doing them right. That and the appeal of the shiny object. Yeah. You know, this is something new. This is what everyone's talking about. So I have to do it. And which leads to the half-assing. I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm just following kind of what other people are doing. I don't really know what we're trying to accomplish here as a company other than making sure that we're here too. Me me too, me too, we're Mm -hmm. here. So again, reevaluate that in the new year. Do you really have a strategy or are you chasing around to the next thing or just following a checklist from someone else? Because that really will only take you so far and your quality will slip. And remember, time is a precious commodity. And the time that certain tactics or things take away, it also removes the time that you could have strategizing and coming up with new products or new services or new ways or new angles to go after new customers or audiences. So be very critical with your tactics over this next month and year. Am I doing it just to do it or is this part of a grander strategy? Because maybe you need to at least formulate one in general. But that's going to do it for us this week. It's been episode number 44. We appreciate your time with us. If you enjoyed yourself, please fill out a review for us on iTunes. Give us a rating. We'd much appreciate it. Give us a call, 904-270-9603. Have an idea for a topic or struggling with something. Maybe your boss is yelling at you. You don't know where to turn. Rob and I have a lot of experience in this industry. And if we can't help you out, we can certainly put you in contact with someone that can. Absolutely. Hit us up on Twitter, too. We've been getting a lot of good comments and questions and and interacting with a lot of people on Twitter. So any questions, comments about anything and everything and the show, hit us up on Twitter. Absolutely. But that's going to do it for this week and we'll see you next time.